Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing right across the Sunshine State. Remember, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Today, Cairns and the sunny coast. A twilight meeting tonight for the Thoroughbreds. Albion Park for the Harness. Ipswich and Townsville for the Greyhounds. So it is... uh, but ironic, we are heading to Cairns today. We are. We're heading to Cairns to talk to Rodney Miller, who's got, uh, well, unless there's some scratchings, he's got four runners uh, today at Cairns. Rodney, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, mate. How are you this morning? No, very good. The sun's out, so it makes me happier. <laughs> I thought the sun was always out in Cairns. Well, if it's not, it's still hot. No, yeah, we've had plenty of rain, so it's actually pretty heavy. So Is it? Yeah, but the sun dries out pretty pretty good. It's a good track. Yeah, usually when that happens at Cairns, they get to the outside, don't they? Well, I'd say that's where they'll be headed. To yeah. The yep. outside's for sure. Now, have you yep. still got the four runners today? No scratchings? No, they're all in, yep. Now, yep. The, the one we wanted to talk about mainly was uh, was when in race number eight, of course. This is the cutest dual qualifier, three-year-old plate, 1,250. And the horse you're trying to qualify for that cutest dual race at the Gold Coast is King Jester. Yeah, that's correct. Now, what do you think his chances are today? Well, I know he's going to want a lot of luck. He's drawn on the outside, you know, but saying that he's a pretty smart little horse, you know, but he's done the luck on his side today, I think. Has he been on a heavy track before? Not really this heavy, no. no. And what's your gut feeling? Do you think he'll handle it okay? Well, he worked really well during the week on it, so I can't see why not. All right. Now, if he gets through and he goes to the Gold Coast, I'm just reading an article here that says yeah. you don't really know how far or how long it's going to take you to get from Cairns to the Gold Coast. You've driven Melbourne to Cairns, but not Cairns to the Gold Coast. Uh, no. Well, you're not even worrying about that? Are you waiting for, uh, waiting for after the race to see what happens and basically see what comes? Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, um, if he wins you know, today, I think he'll head down. It's up to the owners. You know, we'll talk about that tomorrow if he wins, but he's got to get through today first, that's all. Now, you've got Curanda in the race also. Is this one that's not going down, even if uh, even if happened to win? Yeah, yeah. Look, I give her a real sneaky little chance today. She's $51, and I'll be having something each way her. She had no luck. She won here at Cairns, very impressive. She's had no luck since, so she's gone really well, won us the villa on. I think she's a real sneaky little each way shot. All right, that's good. $51. That's a nice tip. Now, your other yeah. couple of runners, uh, can you give us a push for either of these? Race four, number three, Bean Warrior. Yeah, look, he's been only a three-year-old, but he's been against good company. He needs had no luck neither, so I'd really give him a real good each-way chance too. So, but if he does nothing today, he'll go straight to the paddock. And race nine, number eight, Lily of the Glen. Yeah, look, she's very fast, Mayor. I think she's been a bit of now, but 
the other day here in Cairns, she lit them up and there was a ute on the sand track and she's, you could see if you watch the replay, she shies off it mm-hmm. and she gets near the corner and she, at least go from under and she come again as it was a really good run. All right, we'll keep our eye on those. Now, just reading a bit about you, and for those that uh, aren't familiar with yourself, Rodney, you were a jockey yep. in North Queensland before yep. a, a race four. When was that? Oh, well, I was a jockey. I, I got too heavy in Melbourne. I rode in Melbourne, done the apprenticeship everywhere there. Um, a bloke up here was training was Peter Homer. And I came up here with Peter and spent 20 years here riding until out of form. I went back to Melbourne with the family and... Um, yeah, I started off with Gerald Ryan. Yeah, and you've uh, you've worked for Gerald Ryan. You've worked for Brian Mayfield Smith. You've worked for Graham Rogerson and Lloyd Williams. Now you spent twelve years, is that right, with Lloyd yeah, Williams? With Lloyd. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that yeah. would have been interesting. Yeah. Any stories there you're um, allowed to tell us? <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Don't work in there. No, no. Look, Lloyd was a very, very uh, astute man. He was very loyal. You know, he um, he done the right thing by Lloyd. He done the right thing by you. Things you've done for my family, I'll, I'll never forget it. Yeah, and, and you went to uh, to New Guinea as well before you made the uh, the, the trip to Cairns and, and settled in Cairns. Yeah, I yeah, give away right once I was in Cairns and got the offer to go to New Guinea for twelve months, and I did, but but uh, got held up by gunpoint, so I couldn't get home quick enough. Oh yeah, what happened there? Can we ask you that? Oh uh, yeah, they call them the rascals, and we just moved into a, a new house over there and never had an electronic gate. Coming home one day from the races and just walking through the gate. Next to me, this car pulled up with five of them, jumped out with guns and got us all. Yeah, very yeah. frightening. It would have been it. It's an interesting place, Papua New Guinea, and the uh, Australian rugby league team, the Prime Minister's 13 um, before COVID, used to go up there and qu- play quite a bit. I can tell you a couple of stories. One, Mitchell Pierce was playing halfback uh, for the Australian Prime Minister's 13 and had his sh- shorts stolen. Because rugby league is the only <laughs> Papua New Guinea is the only country in the world where rugby league is the national sport. Now he had his shorts yeah. while he was wearing them. He was actually wearing <laughs> them. They took them off them while he was wearing them. Now you might be able to tell us a bit more too, Rodney, having lived there. But uh, I believe too that um, at grounds too, they're all outside the fence. They can't get in. It's that popular. But the locals aren't fans of dogs. The guns don't scare them, but. They get the dogs in there to keep them away from the players because they don't like the dogs. I'm told anyway. But uh, a couple of little stories about right. yeah, being yeah. in Papua New Guinea. Yeah, Mitchell right. Pierce was wearing the shorts when they someone ripped them off him. <laughs> I hope he wasn't going commando. Oh, there you go. Good <laughs> on you, mate. <laughs> Thanks very much for your time, yeah. Rodney, and good luck today. And fingers crossed, we can right. uh, see King Jester at the coast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot, fellas. Good, good on you, Rodney. Thank, thank you. you, Rodney Miller, trainer there from Cairns. Yeah, true story. That's an interesting and, um, one. Sounds like something out of Seinfeld. And, uh, yeah, they don't like the dogs. So they can have all the security there, the soldiers and police with the guns. That doesn't worry them. But the dogs. But the dogs, you get the Alsatians or whoever, the guard dogs there to keep them away from the players. They don't. They freak about that. It's one of the – I haven't been to Papua New Guinea, but the players that I have spoken to that have been there – just say it is an extraordinary experience to go and play rugby league. Mm. They they know everything about the game in Papua New Guinea. Even those players that might have only played a handful of first-grade games or whatever it may be, they will know everything about them. Mm. Um, it's an extraordinary place. As I said, yeah, the only country in the world where it is the national sport, rugby league, in Papua New Guinea, and they are hard players as well, hard players. So there you go.
A little bit of a story. Very interesting. Papua yeah. New Guinea. We're better take a break here on the punters, mate. It is Friday morning. Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson. It's all thanks to Racing Queensland. Queensland is racing. Remember, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858.